0: is love the courage please your dog is dead it's a ponzi screen ponzi screen ponzy screen together just something to do
1: let's kiss some babies
2: you know uh david i was uh i was in um um uh, uh antiga and um uh, Jamaica the other day and I thought to The my, other day? One, yeah, day. The, one whole
3: day in Yeah, both. dude,
2: I spent a day, I jetted down there for a hot second. <laughs> and you
0: were like, I gotta get back to New York where I, it's 30 I, degrees. Yeah, just I was
2: for the like pod. I just, yeah, I just I went down there to take care of some quick business came back, but before I uh, left, I did have an unfortunate uh, thing happen to me where I, I did accidentally murder a hotel um, concierge.
1: There. Oh, I know. Oh, slip of the
0: tongue. Slip I of know finger. I did it. Um, <laughs> These things happen, man. I know. I you try. Know?
2: I try not to lose my temper, but then I realize I'm in those Caribbean islands, and I'm just like, ah, <laughs>
1: They're so <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, slippery down here. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, this is
1: Danny Phelps' Chappaquiddick moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ch-
2: what is that? Chappaquiddick. It's, that was uh,
1: uh Ted Kennedy. Oh, did he? He
2: was,
0: uh, he'd had a little bit too much to drink. That's right.
2: My fellow citizens, I have requested this opportunity to talk to the people of Massachusetts about the tragedy which happened last Friday evening. This morning I entered a plea of guilty to the charge of leaving the scene of an accident. Prior to my appearance in court, it would have been proper for me to comment on these matters. But tonight, I am free to tell you what happened and to say what it means to me.
0: He uh, ran his car into a river creek brook <laughs> uh, body of water. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he yeah. was in the car with him was a woman who was not his wife. Yeah, and woman, not my wife. He got out of the car. And she didn't. She drowned.
2: She did not get out of the damn
0: car. And before he went to the authorities, I think he went home sopping wet uh, to talk to maybe his dad and a fixer, kind of like in that. It's very much that scene from (laughs) Godfather Two, where uh, there's the senator and he is uh, sobbing uncontrollably in his boxer shorts on a hotel bed, Mm -hmm. and um, the Corleone fixer Tom Hagen walks in. Yeah, and then and then you see. Then you pan out at the end of the scene and you see a uh, the part of a corpse of a, of a prostitute. Oh, yeah. And oh. then he's like, don't worry, we'll cover this up. and it'll, you know. So, this is
1: triggering for Danny when Danny murdered somebody. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say. Um, so you had a
2: fixer, a Kennedy-like fixer.
1: Yeah, and I mean,
2: Lord knows the, the United States, we as a unit residents of the United States, we have a long, rich history of men driving cars uh, irris- <laughs> irris- irresponsibly and then killing somebody in the process I, I, I can't think of the only one else that I can think of at the moment is Caitlyn Jenner killing somebody with her car in like 1980 remember that? Caitlyn Jenner ran over somebody? I don't. And it was like loose manslaughter.
0: Like Sure. Uh, Matthew Broderick also killed... Uh, what? ...veered into oncoming traffic in, I believe, Ireland when he was in the car with Jennifer Grey after they'd finished filming... Um, the, his his big film that everyone loves him for.
2: Oh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day That's Off. Right. Yeah. And, uh, That's right.
0: And it was a secret that he had been uh dating Jennifer Grey.
2: Oh, he was dating Jennifer Grey? Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, See, weird. exactly. Oh. You know.
0: exactly. And then uh what was Dirty Dancing came out right after that and mm-hmm. uh Jennifer Grey was catapulted to stardom in that film and she couldn't really enjoy uh her, she in an interview she said she didn't really enjoy that uh moment of shine because mm-hmm. she was preoccupied with the uh with the injury she sustained to her back in that car accident oh no and also the murders yeah, and also <laughs>
2: also the murders oh yeah and then there was that there was also that like
0: Kevin um spacey is what i was
1: gonna say
2: well i, I will put a little bookmark in that and then <laughs> come back to that uh, that dignitary that u.s dignitary's wife ran over that 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 british Boy, that like that teenager, that 19-year-old. Harry's family have spent weeks wondering how the wife of a U.S. diplomat could claim diplomatic immunity. We can reveal that the driver who hit Harry Dunn is 42-year-old Anne Sakoulas. She's the wife of an American diplomat who was based here. Police believe she was driving on the wrong side of the road, when the crash happened, she like was driving in allegedly. Uh, allegedly driving. <laughs> no, it's not even alleged at this point. She no. like she like was in the wrong lane of the road and fucking like absolutely creamed uh, a fucking uh, British national uh, on. Brit, like British national territory. So Danny,
1: <laughs> when you murdered this hotel employee, were you driving on the wrong what, side of the road? What, what,
2: that, this is all, you know, you're right. You gotta, I was, I have to say I was, I was charged with an alleged crime, um, where I was in Antigua and, uh, you
1: Antigua or in, in, somewhere else? Ang- Ang,
2: Anguilla, excuse me, Anguilla. Um, okay, yeah, the Caribbean islands, they <laughs> all, you know, um, uh, St. St. Pierre. They're all like, yeah, you know, um, and my name was also Scott Hapgood, uh, who was a his name is a UBS, a suspended UBS employee. But I'm like, he's a USB employee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you put data on him, and then you take it over to your friend's house. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, we're all talking. Uh, do you know this
1: Scott character, mm-hmm. uh, David? You don't know? You I know think I, I think I read a little bit about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he got charged. It was a little. He bit got of charged a... with
2: manslaughter, um, in a hotel in Antigua and but then uh, he flipped the script and he really uh, turned lemons into lemonade and he sued the hotel (laughs) where he uh, murdered a man Uh, and why this pertains to us is because he was was a registered broker dealer but he was like kind of disgraced right like he's not a he's not actually a registered broker dealer anymore right or he he was, but he but he did some shit. Suspended. He was suspended. Suspended. Yeah, he was a suspended broker dealer. Yeah.
0: And those suspensions though, they're very temporary, right? It's kinda like when you're in hockey and you fight somebody else on the ice and they yeah. put in the penalty box for a couple minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah, you hang out.
1: I think it, I think you can be like permanently suspended i don't know Um uh, but if we look him up on broker check guys oh uh, dude we
2: have to do a little segment at some point where i wish you could sort it by the number of red <laughs> dots a person
1: has <laughs> we can do that when we'll talk about we'll talk about broker check another wow time. So, yeah, so it's yeah, like then. you
0: can see a broker's rap sheet
1: yeah yeah broker's got a rap sheet baby and he's yeah. got uh and most of them were like oh skimming off the top of someone's uh uh, investments or stuff, but he's got manslaughter. Yeah, he just got a ma- pending manslaughter charge. You know, I,
0: I I like a broker that's got a couple little dots next to their name. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It shows that they 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 fly a little
2: too close to the sun, but
3: at least
0: they're striving.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So, like I mean, so like, but but there, I think there's like a little bit of like, uh, f- uh, fuckery going on here because it's a situation where the reason it's like quote unquote manslaughter is because. He was in this Caribbean island that I'm not going to say the name of again because I won't mess it up.
1: <laughs> Ang- Anguilla. Anguilla Ang- Ang- or Anguilla. Ang- 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 uh,
0: Next time we can go on YouTube and type it in with how to pronounce.
1: Yeah.
3: Anguilla, voted best island in the Caribbean, is the epitome of
0: pristine nature and stunning beaches.
1: And that's, this- how per- that's how prepared we are, the Ponzi screamers. We, <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. we didn't even do that. No, no, no,
2: absolutely not. <laughs> But, like, there's a little bit of there's – a, there's a vagueness to it because he was in this place, and it sounds like his story is that, like, a hotel clerk just came in and started, like, mugging him or something to that effect. And then he's, oh, I got to defend myself. Uh, and, like, that's basically his story. And there's – it's it's a real Epstein situation where it's like, ah, there's no tape. But it's it's his word against mine, and – Frankly, I'm the alive one here. So, uh, <laughs>
1: and I'm also the UBS employee here. Yeah, know? and I'm
2: also like this white overlord character as well. So,
0: how powerful was this broker? I mean, are we looking at someone who's a multimillionaire or uh, a titan of industry who's who's covering this up, or is he?
1: Well, he has quite a few. uh He's got a quite on, according to broker check. He's got quite a few licenses in. It looks like almost every single state in the union. I'm not going to read it all off, but he's. Also registered to, in all of these different stock exchanges. He uh, has worked for UBS uh, since 1999. What, and U, UBS is a big boy. What is UBS? UBS is a um, private asset management firm. And oh, okay. they also are—they have a banking wing as well. So they will do your investments and they'll do your banking um, at the same time. And that is allowed because... We repealed Glass Steagall in 1999. They'll suck you. They'll fuck you. They'll they'll do the whole uh, nine yards. So we can look up. Uh, UBS has um, a lot of money <laughs> in AUM, oh, assets oh, under management. Oh, Okay.
2: Wait. Let me guess. Can we? Is, do sure. You, why don't you guess? Do yeah, you yeah. have do you have the number in front ha- of you. I have the number right here. I'm gonna say 200 billion.
1: Okay. What do you think?
0: I'm gonna say 500 billion.
1: Um, according to Business Insider, as of 2018, um, they have, oh, sorry. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Wikipedia one because it looks like it's more recent. The Wikipedia one says, um, 3.2 trillion. Whoa! I didn't know we were fucking with T's. Yeah, we're on the T's, baby. We're on oh the my. Dude,
2: That's the craziest part more of the financial. More dollars than there are stars in the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I actually, like I, not to get, Two in the weeds, but I did go to a website one time that was that was just like basically titled something to the effect of "What does a trillion dollars look like?" and it's it's very interesting because you have to measure in hundred dollar bills. So a million dollars is like kind of the size of a laptop, like a MacBook that you could easily fit in a briefcase. A billion dollars is like a thousand briefcases. No, not even actually. It's like six pallets up to your, up to like here filled with $100 bills. Wow. But a trillion dollars is an entire football field filled with those same pallets stacked too high. So you could like, that's like, that's a a football. It's essentially $3.2 trillion is if you like fill the football field like a quarter of the way fall
1: with 100 dollar bills. Folks, folks, <laughs> folks, think about how many snowflakes you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. And put those in a little briefcase and let those melt and then let them freeze and then break them up again and then turn look at those snowflakes and count the number of snowflakes that you get when you shave all that ice mm-hmm. and then let that melt again. And then do that about a thousand more times, and you will not be close to a billion or a trillion snowflakes.
2: Three point, yeah, yeah, It's really – I mean, it's just it's just too big of a number for our, our puny minds to handle. You so, know?
1: yeah, I mean, assets under management is this is how many, how much money UBS manages for other people. So they don't own this much money. This is the amount of money that they that their clients have in yeah. total. They if, babysit the money. They babysit 3.2 $3. trillion dollars. They t-
2: they take the money outside for walks every once in a while. They make sure the the money's played with, uh the money gets treats every once in a while. Um
1: yeah, a little salami.
2: Yeah, yeah. They'll give money, they'll give the money meat every once in a while as a nice little <laughs> as a nice little treat, you know. Uh, so or, wait,
1: tell me about this. Okay, so tell me more about this dude. What what happened? Like- yeah, so-
2: so, you know, he had this sort of, um, you know, kerfuffle down in the Caribbean, and he he came back for, like, a hearing, essentially, because, you know, because they have a legal system in this state, essentially, and he came back for that. Um, and then he didn't come back after that. So he, he left that hearing, and then they're like, well, you have another thing. And then he's like, then they declared him a fugitive, essentially. Sick. Yeah. So then he... So cool. Then he filed a suit, um and uh yeah, for for seventy five thousand dollars, um, and it's weird because that seems I I I wanna guess that this guy is like I wanna say he probably makes like, I don't know, Hundreds of thousands of dollars? Is that a fair a fair assumption? I mean,
1: he's at least six figures. I mean, if he's been a UBS broker for twenty years, yeah, he very easily could be making a million dollars a year plus.
2: Yeah, so it's almost like this yeah. and, and like he probably has lawyerly connections and everything like that. Yeah, so it's absolutely. one of those things where it's almost he's just like he's suing them for like fuck you for not letting me kill this man. Like <laughs> why can not I kill this man in peace, allegedly? Uh <laughs>
1: So he he skipped his trial. He yeah. skipped his hearing is a preliminary hearings for this murder charge.
2: Yeah. And I have to say I'm not I truly am uh, the Caribbean is a beautiful, amazing, diverse area of the world world, but I have to say if you are one of the many sort of like island states that exist there, it's not helpful. Declare somebody a fugitive of that state because they can literally just go to uh, Saint Croix or uh, Bermuda or the Dominican Republic or Haiti or and, and or Puerto Rico. Hey, you, a, you know,
1: hey, but I hear Anguilla has the best my Tais, <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah, exact. yeah.
2: It's it's an it's an unfortunate situation. I know. So, are they going to extradite him? What's happening?
1: I uh, I, I, it seems like it, I mean, Danny, you you know the facts, but it seems like it's still pending, right? It's still it seems
2: m- very, it seems very pending, but also. <laughs> so this guy's like here. He's in the
0: financial district in New York. He's he's getting baked Alaskans at Delmonico's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he's, there and there's like He's spitting dog. in the face of God, making mm-hmm. this hot dessert. <laughs> and Gui an, an, uh, a dog, the bounty hunter, is like hot on his trail trying to apprehend him and bring him back.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. This is like, yeah, like Boba Fett of, 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 (laughs) I,
2: I mean, I, I'm making a broad generalization here, but I can't imagine the extradition laws are like terribly strong between the United States and like Caribbean States. I don't think they have like a sort of like negative relationship with each other. But if say, for example, the United States says to France, like, yo, France, you have, you have a person who we do not like in there. France is like, ew. Oh, my goodness, I will send him back post-test. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> I don't think you they know? do at
0: all, man. That's why Roman Polanski is still making movies.
2: No, he's in, like, uh, <laughs> or maybe not France, but, like, Germany. Germany's a good example, you know. But the Caribbean, I mean, like, they're too small to have any real sway with that. So, if Angie is like, you need to send this person over so we can try them, the United States is like, you know we once had a um, conflict. Uh, what was it? The the uh, The – Spanish American War? No, no, no. The one that happened in the eighties. Ber- the Ber- Grenada. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did that happen? Is Grenada a uh, Caribbean island? You know, it's an island. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, we had a whole conflict just to prove a point. <laughs> just to prove a point. So no, we're not going to send this person back. And they're like, duly noted. We, this, I did ask. So this,
1: thank you. This hotel employee, like uh, being murdered, just really reminds me of the like succession term of, like, not a real person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, they, like, constantly talk about this in the show, and I think it's so real for wealthy people. of Just, like, oh, you didn't murder a high-profile or wealthy person, so they're not real. So, you know? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, Unless you get caught, of course. You know?
2: Yeah, it must be weird to exist in that sort of, like, weird serfdom situation. I mean, especially <laughs> if you live in any of those islands that serves, like, a Royal Caribbean cruise. Or, or- like,
1: that's where people store their money. Like, people have, like, there's just, like, all of these islands have tech or just tax shelters like the Cayman Islands, like the Cayman Islands, imagine like how precarious you are. Like it would be to be a hotel employee in the Cayman Islands because there are people flying there all the time for tax purposes or for business purposes, or even there are islands that just like have conferences for the financial sector. And that's like, and they have that there because it's cheap and it's like an exotic location. And people also happen to have a lot of like money floating around there, like being an employee or just like a regular working person, Must be so precarious, very tenuous. Yeah, there's no
0: like the government, like the you got to keep the high rollers happy. Yeah, sometimes being a high roller, it means that one one of your coworkers has to get (laughs) smothered with a pillow. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) 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 for the sake for the sake of the (laughs) whole island for the community.
3: Yeah,
2: it's it's one of the it's very it's very um, it's very much like you know when people get those uh, all inclusive paid. um like trips to Tulum, Mexico where they're like, "Oh my god, we went to Tulum. It was so beautiful. It was so authentic and everything." But and like everybody was so awesome and I loved I loved the community, but then like just outside of those like gated, you know, walls and stuff, yeah. it's just like fucking Poverty. (laughs) And just like everybody, it's like, yeah, all the employees are walking around in like bright white, you know, shorts and and a shirt. Yeah. But then they have to walk out into just like utter terror and like no potable water. Oh, totally. I mean,
1: and like, like I always say to people, I've never been to Mexico, even though I've been to like one of these, like when I was in high school, I went to like a resort with my family. Yeah. Like that just, that's not, that that is like America. That's like colonial America in another country like this this is a like curated space that is not actually that country yeah it is it is owned and operated by american interests and so there's not i'm not like like i I never i feel like everyone last year went to mexico city and just like oh mexico city is so cool like i had so many good Nice. The, the one thing they say serve. about
2: Mexico city that's really unfortunate is in it, it, Mexico city in a minute, is a very yeah. it's very much a cultural heart of like a lot a big part of Mexico obviously yeah. with maybe one of the most noticeable things about it is it's Horrible, horrible weather situation. Like the the pollution and the smog oh, yeah. can be real. It's like worse than L.A. It's really bad.
0: It's <laughs> also uh, next to a volcano and on a giant <laughs> fault line, <laughs> yeah, and it's like sinking, isn't it? And also it's like, also it. sinking. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You gotta go. Yeah, you, you gotta really do. You really do. Yeah. Uh, so you have to
1: go before. Like, it's not like you have to go before like it sells out or becomes too corporate. It's like you have to go before it gets like obliterated. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I think it it will change your mind too going there uh after you know because everybody here is like new york it's the best new york is the best and mm-hmm. it's like nah man like new york is a young city mexico city's been around for a thousand years yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, been around forever yeah and you've got pyramids and you've got uh skyscrapers it's very blade runner
2: you know yeah it's it just <laughs> yeah. it's just unfortunate have you uh, been
0: oh yeah oh yeah love it yeah it's been yeah. multiple times <laughs> it <Nice. laughs>
2: sounds great it's just yeah yeah, the, the 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 funniest aspect of uh, catastrophic climate change in the form of smog that is the most hilarious to me is not Mexico City, is not like Hong Kong. It's actually Salt Lake City, Utah.
3: Sure, <laughs> Salt yeah. Lake City has a
2: terrible inversion. So it's like all these like clean-cut, always wearing a white suit Mormon uh, people. By the way, I did try to walk into the Mormon church and a 90-year-old man wearing... A completely white suit stopped me and handed me a pamphlet. Uh, Hell yeah, dude! But they have a terrible inversion. They have like so. It's mm. like it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like walking around here for a day is the equivalent of smoking three packs of cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> sure. Well, none of these places have uh like good urban planning. You no, know?
0: no, and, no. And, uh, when you when you. Uh, uh, design your uh, landscapes around cars. yeah It just means that you're going to be sprawling out infinitely.
1: And all these like places are like founded in valleys because which is like if you you guys you're in s- the mountains stop
2: stop, stop. <laughs> find
0: founding your
1: cities in valleys <laughs> it's bad. It's no good. It's yeah. not good for flooding, it's not good for air. no um, it's reasonable for weather purposes, I guess. Like yeah. I guess that like Salt Lake City being in a valley is better than being like Salt Lake City in the like in a mountain.
0: I mean, they were doing, there were wagons. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were, yeah. read about cars. We were about combustion engines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, Mexico City was uh, this beautiful, um, like, uh, island in the middle of a lake when the Aztecs were there mm-hmm. and the first thing that the uh, conquistadors did was say cool kill everybody on that island and then <laughs> fill it in Yeah, fill <laughs> it the fuck
1: in cool <laughs> yeah uh,
2: yeah. all those that's the weird thing about New York too is it's just like yeah New York doesn't necessarily have like the most uh, a beautiful fauna is that, that's plants right or yes. no, is that flora I can't remember
0: flora flora yeah because we flower. are the fauna the fauna is us the pigeons yeah yeah the rats and the uh, peregrine falcons
2: yeah yeah but like that's the funny thing about here it's like yeah i mean there's tons of cars there's tons of uh you know like exhaust and stuff but it just kind of all blows away (laughs) right we've got the the luxury of uh the rivers and the ocean yeah yeah so but anyway yeah watch out for this dude he might just murk you in a fucking caribbean island hotel (laughs) resort what's his name again so that we can all watch out for him his name
1: is um allegedly scott hapgood (laughs) uh and he is he is in darien connecticut right now and that's where his civil lawsuit against this british protectorate uh, is going on right now. Yeah, That's, uh, the idea yeah,
0: is uh, <laughs> you, you guys, at, you guys beg me to hotel. do it. It's like they was it entrapment somehow. Look, like you
3: put this guy I here. I could murder and this. I
0: just stab him if I wanted. Come on. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna keep walking forward with my knife just. Uh, stabbing forward, and if you put somebody in the way, it's your You're, fault. It's your own get fault. I'm going to say, so yeah,
2: I'm going to, no, this is the, like the Simpsons thing. It's like, I'm going to be here punching the air, and if you get in the way,
1: well, I'm going to be here kicking the air, and if you get in the way... <laughs> I like the idea of, like, okay, so he's suing the... He's he's suing the hotel, not the, not the British Protectorate. I like the idea of, like, the hotel, like, encouraging him to murder, and then, like, he sues the hotel for entrapment. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, one of
2: those secret things where they're like... Look, this is. Uh, we can't say it out loud, but it is one of those. Uh, we are about to hunt the most dangerous prey of I all know. situation. Um, <laughs> you know, sir, that you did you did get the all inclusive uh, deluxe package. Yeah. <laughs> wink, means, wink. No, <laughs> no. Deluxe package. This the, isn't even the, the craziest fa- thing. I mean, this is like small pickings for like Caribbean islands. This is literally where. Like probably what less than five hundred miles away from Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like as far as like overall things go, paltry murder. That oh, that's child's play <laughs> compared to what's actually no happening
1: pun here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, this is a really funny quote from the uh, complaint that uh, that Mister uh, what's his fuck uh, Mister Hapgood put out. Um, According to its marketing, the Auberge way in hospitality means unforgettable experiences in story destinations. But to plaintiff Scott Hapgood, the Auberge Way means something different. I think, <laughs> I think uh, he did have an unforgettable experience. It is probably under, uh, dude, yeah.
2: what is this guy doing? Is he going to a sandals resort with just an AK? <laughs> just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he's coming with an AR fifteen, just like <laughs> what. <laughs> what? I paid for the deluxe package?
1: It <laughs> So you would be unforgettable, but um, I was on a lot of bath salts, so yeah. I kind of forgot the whole thing.
2: I was yeah. on some experimental drugs that don't even exist in the United States yet.
1: Unless you have millions of dollars.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm. Sh- I, Connecticut. So uh yeah, just watch out from dudes from Connecticut because they're br- the most likely Bridge and Tunnelers coming in here uh fucking This is
1: the reason why I don't like Bridge and Tunnel people. They, yeah, they're yeah. murderers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you have too much space around you and fucking uh Hartford stuff. You're just you're like, of course you're,
1: you're just gonna murk somebody, you know? Alleged manslaughterers.
0: what's uh what's next on the docket?
1: Yeah. All right, well we're gonna talk about uh something something else, guys. Uh it's kind of like um look, we all know, we've all heard of these things called the hedge funds, right? We know yes. we know what these things are. We know we've all heard these things called private equity, right? I mean, like those things. But what? What the heck? What the? What the fricking heck is a private equity fund and ah, a hedge fund? I don't you know. know. <laughs> it, it's like that's the that's the thing that I wake up every morning and say to my cat, you know. And they're different from like your four hundred one k. And like, what the heck are they? And um, the biggest difference, okay. Is, again, like, after the New Deal, okay, Uh, during the New Deal, the um, Securities and Exchange Commission and all the Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Mr. Mr. President, he created these laws to regulate investments for regular people, right? Yes. Normies, okay? So the normies have special rules for investments, and if you don't make a certain amount of money, you can only invest— in normie funds these are called registered funds okay the funds got to be registered by the securities and exchange commission yeah it has to have certain requirements for things that it is allowed to invest in and things that it is not allowed to investment invest in um there are limitations for even like certain percentages of other stuff you can't do like you can't have like a fund that is invested in another fund that is invested in another fund that is invested in another fund it has to be like one step removed from an actual company or from an actual commodity or something. So you can't like have all these, you know, so th- there's that sort of stuff. And these are all these sorts of rules that apply only to normie funds, registered funds, your pensions, your 401ks, your bonds, your, yeah. s- that sort of stuff. Bond to the little funds. fish.
0: This is, this is uh, the, the over regulation of the guppies, but not the whales.
2: This is guppy regulation. Yeah. So to, to, to even even put it in more, you know, sort of a a plain English analogy. It's just like, you know, Gabe, uh, David, myself, uh, we're all just out here. And, you know, we can't invest in sort of these complicated hotel schemes where you do get to kill a man for pleasure because that's too complicated. We we simply can only invest in hotels all right <laughs> there are no adjectives or like supplementary verbs to describe our, or our commodities name. yeah yeah exactly. you know, like <laughs> pork bellies yeah yeah bullets so, yeah <laughs> you cannot you can't invest in bullets where there are smiley faces individually written on them on the hollow tip part you know lithium battery manufacturers yeah yeah <laughs> yeah get, you got it you've got it but an, an important thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a, like an important thing i feel like to keep in mind though it's just actually even just normie investors is still such a small percentage of the population like i read somewhere oh god i can't i can't find it right now but they are like 84% of all investments on the stock market are owned by like 10% the top 10% of the population so like even when we're talking about like no, quote unquote normie investments this is still a narrow segment of the population. The overwhelming majority of people have no money in the stock market.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So it's Because yeah. most
0: people are going out for payday lendings mm-hmm. to go and buy jewel pods.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. most of us are very are very busy learning how to overcome these restrictive and quite frankly punitive laws on vaping okay <laughs> uh, most right. people
0: you know they don't have health insurance their primary care provider is a, a bottle of Robitussin. yeah exactly <laughs> i'm trying
2: to choom fat clouds and i don't need mr money banks getting in my goddamn way and uh jewel pods Robitussin <laughs> is not doesn't have a dime no in the in the penny stocks yeah <laughs> So, but but David is right. We're talking about (laughs) very few people who. What's the number? It's like five million, right? Five million bucks.
1: So, in order to be able to qualify to invest in a private fund, there's a couple different ways to do it. But there's two different definitions. You have to. You can either be a an an accredited investor or you can be a qualified purchaser. Okay, these are two different. Things, an accredited investor is um, a, a little bit of a lower threshold and a qualified purchase a little bit higher. But importantly, a, before we go there, a private fund includes hedge funds, venture capital, um, private equity, and anything like that. Other Any, like anything. weird esoteric stuff. And these funds are not registered by the Securities and Exchange Commission. They are called unregistered private funds. So if you have heard of a venture capital firm.
2: Yes, I the, have.
1: They are <laughs> – those sorts of people are like private equity. These sorts of folks um, have to have a certain minimum invest amount of actual net worth and net income um, in order to be able to invest um, in these sorts of things. Just
2: to simplify this a little bit more, would it be safe to say that uh, these private situations are people with just a fuck ton of money? Because – When you say venture capital, I immediately think of Silicon Valley and I think of uh, people who like invested in making Uber a reality and making like various tech companies a reality. And their whole thing is like, hey, we just got $74 million lying around. And every once in a while, we'll like put a little bit of it into this app. uh, And then we get a stake of your company. But the thing that makes them unique is that they have $74 million lying around, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, th- yeah, exactly. That's so. Like, um, you need to, um, in order to be an accredited investor, you need to have a net worth of more than a million dollars. Okay. Okay, and that, I think that it can include assets as well, right? And you need to uh, be also make two hundred thousand dollars a year in income for two years straight. Okay. So you have to meet these thresholds in order to have any sort of access to pri- to being a private equity investor. Okay. And the reason why they do it, the thinking is is that if you have that much money, you can take on the risk of investing in private equity or venture capital or other sorts, or, or other sorts of private funds. Because a private fund is not protected by, by a lot of securities rules. There are fraud, anti-fraud rules that they still have to obey and a few things like that, advertising rules and stuff like that. But they don't really have to uh, be as liquid you guys know what liquidity is? It's they cash. don't
0: have, yeah. They don't have to pay you out right away.
3: They don't
1: have they, pay you right away. Right. There's no guarantee that you're going to make money. Like if you're a venture capital firm and you're investing in uh, Palantir or like something that's going to like you know eat babies' eyeballs out of you know your phone or something like that. Like there's no guar- there's no guarantee that they're going to make money. So they, the SEC does not want, traditionally has not wanted regular folks to be investing in private equity because. They're not, there's no chance that they're going to actually make money. And so if you're a teacher, you should not be investing in private equity, in the theory goes, because you can't afford it. Because it's too, ri- because there's no chance that you're actually going to be making money out, out of right. it. Right.
0: It's uh like, it could be like, we, hey, we, we hotels on the moon, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, cool. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I like this. I'll put my
1: <laughs> retirement money on that. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're not going to, like, you sh- a teacher should not be putting their retire. It's like, it's like a more expensive blackjack table. It's like, you should not be at the more expensive blackjack table because you're going to lose your money a lot faster. And there's a lot bigger stakes. And, well, it's not even like that, though. It's it's like that, except for at the bigger blackjack table, there's not even a guarantee that anyone's going to make money. Because you need to have a certain amount of money to take on that risk of lack of of returns. And yeah. and no liquidity for 10, 15 years, even. You know, it's like, even if it does make a lot of money, a teacher or any of us can't afford to wait 10 years before they're going to see any returns at all—that mm-hmm. sort of stuff you can't wait on. And then finally, the last one is the theory is, and this is what we're going to talk about: is that um if you have that much money, it is implying that you are sophisticated enough to <laughs> oh. understand the oh. risk. Ooh, wearing a top hat.
0: Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so this is making the uh, false uh, equivalency that that wealth equals intelligence. Precisely.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like, one, it's the reason, yeah, go but on. But
0: I watch Beverly Hillbillies, Yeah, that yeah. show's funny because they're
2: dumb. Because they're fucking losers <laughs> that happen to be sitting on black gold.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, actually, so um, this is one thing that people have been talking about, is that the reason why we're talking about this is that according to um, Maxine Waters, who's the chair of the Finan- House Financial Services Committee, in 2000, private assets under management totaled less than $1 trillion. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, it's, this is where I'm surprised, <laughs> that even f- with that trillion. <laughs> that figure has since skyrocketed to over $5 trillion Woo! today. Five trillion in 20 years? Mm-hmm. That
2: is big jump.
1: And recent research has indicated that private markets are growing at more than twice the rate of their public counterparts.
2: So it's kind of it's it's, so it's it's one of those things where it's um, it's uh, the rich are getting richer, you know, and uh, and also this sort of limitation that you've stated earlier where it's like, look, we don't want you to be in this because you could lose everything. It's kind of turning more into a sort of pay to play situation where the only way that. It's like, yeah, you could potentially lose all your money, but also the amount of people who are able to benefit from this are only the very rich.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and, and again, so, like, th- there's some, like, reasonable things that they're saying. Like, okay, y- if you shouldn't have to – but, like, you shouldn't have to take on that risk if you can't do it. And it would be ridiculous for hedge fund managers to take advantage of teachers – and just take their money and then never – not give them anything back for a decade. You want these restrictions to exist. But at the same time, it's creating this dynamic wherein the rich people are getting access to these lucrative investments and making a lot of money.
2: It's, it's fucking killing. So this is,
1: the, this is the policy issue. It makes me think about uh, the porn
0: industry.
3: <laughs> all right. Yeah. In
0: all, right math, all right. like you'll have a state where they say you have to wear condoms. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a state where they say anything goes. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to watch the condom porns. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't make any money there, even though Mm -hmm. they're protecting the actors and the performers. Totally. So they all have to, if you want to make money, you got to move to this like wild west. To
2: this raw dog state.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A raw dog state. Yeah. 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 Like imagine
1: if that were true, but instead of different states, it was like the government will only allow you to not wear a condom if you have a big dick. How about that? How about
3: that? That's the equivalent,
0: basically. (laughs) And there's a measuring contest. There's There's
1: literally, you have to have $200,000 in annual income for two... Years total, and you have to have a dick of at and least eight inches. And then you can and then, hard,
2: hard, hard, and then you don't have to wear a condom.
1: And then you do, and then you're allowed to not wear a condom. But yes, all sorts of
0: reckless and terrible things can happen.
1: Yeah, and all sorts. Are, yeah, place. exactly.
2: So, Everybody's swinging their big hog around, just knocking people's eyes out.
1: So yeah, so yeah. Th- so there's this rule. <laughs> so so people are trying.
2: <laughs> I just the raw dog state is Texas's name. Uh, <laughs> that is their motto, Yeah.
0: I know. What What type of a Democrat are you? you a blue dog? Raw dog. Raw dog. I'm a, come I'm a, I'm
2: a, raw, I'm a raw dog,
3: raw dog, dog Democrat.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm a raw dog Democrat, all right? I think, I think that just means you're a
1: socialist, baby. <laughs> Me That's and Jane, move. we are going at it. <laughs> uh, so this is the thing. This is where it gets weird, right? Because there's a lot of different people who are noticing this, and a lot of people want to do something about it to um, make it uh, – more accessible for private people to get in on these sweet deals.
2: Public people to get on the private deals.
1: That what did I say? Private
2: people to get on these sweet deals.
1: Pro- yeah, public. Yeah, registered people. Yeah, yeah, Regular people to get in on some sweet deals. So there's like this one guy. There's a couple people who are like trying to start funds to like skirt around some rules to like let them what's called co-invest. Yeah, yeah. So like they're not like. Um, directly investing, but they're like um, kind of like a little bit like leeching on Joe. Joe and,
2: and Ethel Main Street want a piece of the pie. Yeah, they're like yeah.
1: letting them have some of that. And can we and,
0: sublet into your investments? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Kinda, yeah, something like that. It's it's weird. There's like a lot of like rules that they're like walking through and walking around. But that's like the gist of it. And they're so they're trying to screw around some rules to allow that to happen. And they're creating these like innovative financial products in order to do that. And so that's like a private market solution that some people are trying to do. Um, But a a weird one is the SEC has proposed to create a rule that would expand the definition of accredited investor. Ooh. Okay, so it would allow for you to qualify as an accredited investor um, if you... um, Own a gun. (laughs) If you have a... um, Allo- even if you don't meet the income or wealth thresholds, um, you are allowed to still be an accredited investor if you have a specific expertise in licensure to do that. So if you have like what's called a Series 7 or Series 65 or Series 92 license, these are like licenses that allow you to be a broker-dealer or allow you to be um, certain – like. Have certain, you know, uh, financial expertise in certain yeah, ways. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the specific numbers mean, but if you're allowed to have these, uh, if you have these licenses, that is what they are saying is proof that you have the necessary expertise to take on the risk to be an accredited investor.
2: Yeah, isn't this sort of like highlighting a bigger problem though, which is. Um these things are bad, and even though they're cutting people out, maybe there shouldn't be that. Like, they, should, <laughs> they shouldn't exist in the way they sh- like. We shouldn't even be incentivized to participate in them. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, that's
1: that, that's I think that's a reasonable point. I mean, it's like, but, anyways, to continue on, I want to get back to that. Sh- yeah, please, okay? please, because please, I yes. think that's 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 I want to get there. Yeah. Um, so what it would do, okay, so how it, th- this is a quote, okay, from this um, commissioner, Elad Roisman, who I've seen him speak. speaking, um, is maybe one of the least charismatic speakers I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, anyways, we're I mean, ta- we're
2: going to talk about money today. Sure you know
0: <laughs> so it's it's Ben Stein from, uh, from Ferris, Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's really Day Off. He a, yes.
1: He's an SEC commissioner, and he just is a little bit mousier yeah, of a yeah. voice, and he just seems like really like he's like breathing through sweat whenever he <laughs> speaks publicly. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And just like little, uh, I, uh, I feel, uh, I don't want to disparage this individual because I'm sure he's a very nice young fellow. Um, he's like in his early 40s. And anyway, oh, so. Oh, no. So he. Um, he's young. He's <laughs> young.
2: He's young and gross already. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so he, but he's the, he's a Republican. Okay. He's oh, well. Okay. So the SEC has a rule. This is from the Securities and Exchange Act that you have to, you can have no more than three people out of five of the same political party, serving as commissioners of the SEC. Yeah. So you have to have at least two commissioners who are of the of a minority party. It has to be a team of rivals. Yeah, we learned about we learned about the team of rivals yeah, in baby. a previous episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> so they have to so they require a team of rivals. So a lot of Royceman is in the majority, and then there's two other Republicans. Okay, for all intents and purposes, the Republican and a lot of Royceman says this regarding opening up the accredited investor definition. He says. Did any prior commission dispositively ascertain that an individual who made $200,000 in income for two years or had a net worth of more than a million dollars was a savvy enough investor to recognize a good investment from a bad one? Did anyone consider the outcome that only the wealthiest Americans would have access to investments that would have the most upside for growth over time? Surely it is only sensible that someone entrusted to manage other people's investments in the private markets— should be considered financially sophisticated enough to invest his or her own money in the same types of offerings. Pretty the, intense. This guy, it's like
2: he's speaking – it sounds like he's speaking with a bit of conviction about this. But, like, again, I really cannot get over the fact that he is talking about <laughs> – it's like he's talking about, like, you should instead of being like, this – we are the most rich country in the history of the world that – Everybody should have health care, but instead of that he's being like
1: you should be able to invest in these very specific <laughs> offerings in the financial world. And that- we can talk about like the what like actually whether private equity is like a social good in the world and I think that there's a lot of candidates for president or or two, I guess. But especially Elizabeth Warren's plan is like really she views it as a lecherous endeavor. Yeah. And I think that that's like reasonable, but he's saying like we should let retail people invest in vampire funds, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let them all get a taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lecherous. Yeah. Let your yeah, let let the, thing, yeah. Uh,
0: so, I mean, so these – the ultimate goal of these investment companies – not companies, but these funds sort – of Is it uh, to bring more good into – and good is a loaded term, but sort of pr- something constructive or productive into the world? Or are they – well, are I, these like corporate raiders? Are these things that are t- like – But well, is it a bust out?
1: I mean, look, a private fund can do anything. Yes. Okay, a private fund can um, – like you can have uh, it, it, it invest in public funds. You can have it invest in a private company. You can have it be like venture capital. I think you can argue that venture capital serves a reasonably good purpose under capitalism because they – they give people money to start businesses, and they give you startup money. That that that's that's like how Silicon Valley runs—is VC money. Okay, so like under capitalism, VC you can make an argument that venture capital is a good thing. Private Uber, equity,
0: WeWork, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those, a seamless. These I mean presumably drone. Uh, private citizen uh, drone attacks coming soon. <laughs>
3: um,
2: but I think I think the thing that is being highlighted more and more as the twenty first century continues is that. <laughs> why did I? Uh, yeah, but I, I think you can make an argument especially since, like, 2010, like, in the last decade, that, like, the idea that, like, yeah, this is – we're just giving away money to people, and we get a little bit off the top with their investment, and it's great. We're, we're, we're making innovation. And then as yeah. we go on, we do encounter what – like kind of like what Gabe just said specifically, like an Adam Newman situation with WeWork, where it's, like, I need all this money, so I can make what is essentially a workspace cooperative that serves kombucha on tap. But it makes,
1: yeah, and makes no money. You that makes like, no money. So like yeah. this sort of stuff is like, okay, whether it's a social good or not, is like, okay, it depends on what the company is. Like yeah. I, for example, really like Revel, um, which is like a Vespa bike share program that is in Brooklyn and Queens. And I am, uh, apologize for just doing an advertisement for a hey. tech company. Jesus have you heard Christ. about this new thing? Yeah. Oh, uh, the Revel. The Revel. Anyways, the Revel. we'll be reaching out to them for advertisements soon. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get back do funds. Do you this. think
2: you can drive a moped in Brooklyn and Queens <laughs> and not get run over?
1: <laughs> Revel. You don't even need to take a test or anything. You can just get on a Revel. But presumably, oh, yeah. they could have gotten their money from VC, right? Yeah, presumably. You in, know, so in fact, like, they
2: very likely
1: did. Yeah, you know? yeah. exactly. Because you got you got to get the startup capital to do that sort of stuff. But then also, so like VC is complicated, but private equity... Um, I think we should talk about it in another thing, but it is a very different business model, yeah. and I think that that is something that we can talk about in a different episode. But none, needless to say, they want um, the commissioners, the three Republican commissioners, voted to allow people with specialized licenses to become accredited investors.
0: If they threw out a little share of stars. And they were like, "Put this pin on."
2: Now you're, now you're the sheriff for this time. Now you can,
0: now you can invest.
1: Yeah, now, you, yeah. So if you have this, a deputy. Series Seven, <laughs> <Yeah>. then <laughs> that's the proposed rule. It hasn't passed yet, but uh, according to the proposed rule, you can um, invest in an accredited investment. If you, if you are a registered broker dealer, or have a Series Seven license, according to Hester Purse. Um, she's a great name by the
2: way. <laughs> I was like you said
1: what? She sounds like
0: a street name in the Lower East Side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Purse. <laughs> yeah, she's a drug
1: actually. She's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a crocodile. Uh, but so her she has a pretty good quote which says our current definition includes investors that spend their days cruising around in a Ferrari that daddy bought them yet excludes investors whose weeks are spent earning money and weekends are spent figuring out how best to invest it. Um saying the you know so I mean like basically she's saying like um, I saw this one thing where like a lot of Roisman says he does not qualify to be an accredited investor and he's the commissioner of the SEC or he is a commissioner of the SEC yeah, and yeah. he cannot invest in private equity. So it's like this man is probably the most sophisticated securities regulator right now or one of the five most powerful securities regulators in the world and he cannot invest in private equity because he doesn't qualify. So it's like that is like their idea and both Democrats voted against it. Interesting,
2: dude. I think it's dude. I think it's a fucking. I mean, look. I don't think this is any. Uh, it's not hidden within the whole structure of this podcast that like we're kind of directly against the idea of, um, you know, uh, the capitalist takes on Mm -hmm. on the financial world, and I think the Democrats in this case accidentally stumbled into the right answer but it is one of those things where it, it just seems almost like a pyramid scheme to siphon up uh working people's <laughs> working people's money mm-hmm. where it's like it's it's not enough for you to like Fucking steal uh, Adam Newman's money, or like, uh, well, the opposite of Kendall Jenner because she made a lot of money. But like, mm. it's, it's not enough to just like get these super riches' money and, and take it out of them, but you have to like vacuum it up and be like, no, 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 no. We should be able to steal from poor people too. This is because we're, I'm, I'm, I'm too sick of trying to. Uh, go to all these fucking Connecticut golf courses to talk to uh, uh, an, the great grandson of an, an oil mogul, yeah, <laughs> uh, to get to get him to give me a billion dollars. You know,
1: that's right. And I th- I, it's also an interesting thing about it is that I've spoken with some people about like trying to start up a um, fund that allows for retail investors to invest in private equity with these like innovative private market solutions. And one of the things we talk about is, like, what incentive – even if you allow it – even if, like, you skirt around the rules and the SEC allows retail people to invest in private equity or private funds, what incentive does the hedge fund or private fund manager have to even allow retail people to invest? Because they have to – all of a sudden, they're getting so much less money. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're just a regular schmo. You're just, like, an orthodontist in Phoenix. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they're you're, they're not even like getting a whole lot of money, and they still have to abide by all these rules. Yeah. All of a sudden, so it's, there's, it's a bellyache, is what it is. Yeah. There's not. There's just like doesn't really seem to be that much incentive for a private fund manager well, to like, even allow for a registered investor yeah. to invest in these sorts of funds, even if the SEC allows it. There's no financial incentive.
2: Yeah. I mean, just think about a world where like to these people. A million dollars is pocket change essentially. That's right. Like it's normal. So imagine they're 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 like like their facial expression when you're just like, All right, I've saved up a lot of money and I would now like to invest my twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, they're, and they're, like,
1: they're like and on top of the twenty thousand dollars you also have to abide by like a uh, fiduciary responsibility and you have to abide by, like, all these specific rules because I am a retail investor. Yeah. And, like, they're like, uh, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? But, like, the one thing that they might do is they might, like, allow for, um like, a pension fund or a 401k, which has a big pot... A big of, pool. A big, a big pool of retail investors. Allow them to invest in private stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Allow that fund... To invest in a private fund. And so that's, what would you
0: call that? You'd, you if you were going to pitch that to people, you'd say, "All right, this is your stable fund, and this mm. is the reckless fund."
1: So there's an informal rule with the SEC right now that only allows retail investment funds to invest up to fifteen percent. And this is an unwritten rule; it's like off the books, but people talk about it all the time. That you, if you are have a like a mutual fund and you want to use that mutual fund to invest in private funds, yeah, um, you can only invest up to fifteen percent of your mutual fund. In this private fund, because there's liquidity issues and there's issues with risk and all that sort of stuff, so they can do it, but they have to abide by that 15% rule. And then there's still other issues that the private fund has to deal with on the other side. They have all these obligations to the retail fund as a result. So the whole thing isn't even that good of an incentive for these billionaires, you know, to do it. So it's like, why are we allowing it to happen? Like in theory, what's strange to me. Is that this Republican Hester Peirce is kind of making like an interesting populist argument that's like, just because you drive around in a Ferrari doesn't make you smart. Yeah, you right? should. You should be able to set yourself on fire, goddammit. it! Yeah, it is, yeah but that's, yeah. that's that's a great comparison because yeah. it's like it's like it, it, that is like the kind of like libertarian. I don't want the government telling me what I can do with my microwave. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I need to be able to self emulate. Right? <laughs> yeah, so. there is there is a little bit of that sort of like logic in there. I'm listening
0: right now to this podcast called The Dream and Mm -hmm. in it they talk about the um, supplement industry. And so, like, you know, if you go to a doctor and you get real drugs, prescription drugs, they've all gone through FDA approval and regardless of how you know, uh, that system is fraught with corruption as well. The supplements and things that are marketed as vitamins have no regulation at all. So mm-hmm. you don't know what type of poison you're putting in your body. <laughs> and all of these things are being sourced from all over the world. Jesus. So when you, you, you don't even know, like there's no there's no lab that's testing things out to see if you're really getting ginseng or if you're getting ash, ashwagandha. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're just putting garbage in your body the whole time, but... Uh, the way that they got around that, or made it a populist case, was th- th- at all these health food stores and stuff. The uh, the the companies uh, that were selling these products would just have people sign petitions mm-hmm. there and be like, "You want the government interfering with your health and wellness? Mm. So like, <laughs> Do you want the you fucking want them government interfe- yeah. not
2: allow you to eat an alligator's snout
1: <laughs> for fertility?
2: <laughs> Are you insane? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah.
1: Meanwhile, these Millionaires and billionaires are eating alligator snouts. They're getting more and more <laughs> virile every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they cut <laughs> yeah. all the ro- the rhino
2: horn off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should be able to have snort rhino horn so you have a strong first son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so that is kind of the thinking behind it. But I think that Danny, I I, I want to go back to the point that we just pinned that you mm-hmm. just said, which is like the I, in my opinion, the underlying problem is that there is too much money in the private fund industry. Yeah. Not that like, how can we make it so people have more access to private fund industry, but like, how can we even out the systems like larger systemic issues that make it so private funds make so much more money?
2: Yeah. Like we're we're like best case scenario here is that you have like a teacher's union in fucking Nebraska or Connecticut or something like that. And it's just like, yeah, you know they uh, uh, they made uh, a modest three percent return, and they uh, also helped fund the feature on Tinder that lets you automatically send a, pe- a picture of your penis <laughs> to somebody uh, that you met five seconds ago on the internet. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, or like even crazier is like you have like a teacher's retirement fund that is investing in a product that's going to like further automate teaching jobs. You know, or, 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 <laughs> like an- Yeah,
2: or like have like somebody who is like w- worked in like the the park services for years upon years upon years, making like an herbicide. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's it's just like funding your own doom in a weird. I mean, these are all hypotheticals that I'm making up, but they're not crazy to no, think about no, especially when no. like weapons industries are things that like fucking investors and like i'm sure private funds are like yeah we want to invest in weapons People, yeah kkr
1: be- is a great example and that's yeah. that's where that's where david petraeus works yeah you know that's what we talked about in the last episode exactly. you know um yeah i mean it, it is um ultimately like i think that we need to be thinking about like what is the root cause of income inequality and what is like giving these incentives where the richer keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer, not like how to w- work within the system to make it so that like poor people have le- – like are investing in like less risk – like even are investing in like riskier investments where they're going to lo- – they could lose more money and then ultimately end up like hurting their own class interest by investing in like a company that's going to automate or kill them or yeah. something like that. Like uh, uh, instead of doing that, we should be thinking about like, okay, well, what – why are they making – so? why is private equity making so much money off of hurting working people and not like <laughs> – like It was really disincentivizing the private industry, do you want not further it? incentivizing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, It should be shrinking that, not expanding yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that's what I
0: was thinking about too with like this almost a comparison between these regulated uh, regulated funds that are uh, – I'd see them almost as like FDA-approved drugs. yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then the unregulated market is the supplement market. Mm-hmm. and it's like well like they should all it should all be regulated yeah <laughs> yeah it, or yeah. moving further into fuller a fuller regulation if possible yeah
1: or like disincentivize it and like you know like you have like the transaction tax or you just like make it illegal for the for like private equity firms to like do certain practices or like yeah. there's one th- there's one thing that i read about uh warren's proposal on private equity she does have the most thorough one i mean like this is not like endorsing any particular candidate but she does have the most thorough private equity plan and one of it would be to like require the private equity firms have like an actual incentive and responsibility to the workers when they buy a firm because oftentimes what they'll do is they won't do that sort of stuff so like cracking down on specific practices of the private fund industry that just allow them to be so lecherous and make so much more money is like a better thing to do than doing and then like that then like expanding the current system to make it even more crazy. Because then if you do actually open up private funds to register people in a real way, that's just going to make all of us more risky. And we're just like, we're just not going to get liquidity for 10, 15 years because all of us are invested in like some hedge fund that, you know, probably, you know. <laughs>
0: like like uh, Theranos 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, where'd like, you lose all your money? And it was like, oh, and uh, this blood test kit. Yeah, yeah. Never gonna that's never going to work. A, yeah, Dude, yeah. yeah.
1: Like Dude. this is the securities. Laws exist for a reason, which is to prevent like mi- like millions of people losing money in like a crazy stupid and inv- unregulated investment. augmented you know?
2: sunglasses for my dog yeah yeah <laughs> no it's like that's that's like the big thing there are two things one, it's like that's where all the crazy stories come from that people have heard about in recent. Uh, like the last year or the last two years is these situations where these wildly um, speculative uh, companies or what have you have actually had to explain themselves. Every time that happens, like we work or in this case, Theranos, they were just, every time they're like, yeah, we're going to go public or we're going to do, we have to do a filing in some way to explain ourselves. They, they write that out and then people are like, Oh no! This this is
1: bat this bat shit. This doesn't this doesn't work. And then <laughs> yeah, because like fraud is it's like she, uh, Well, uh I don't remember the Elizabeth something Holmes Holmes was like yeah, yeah yeah I mean she was just like writing on this whole fraud, and I was like I, she was probably writing on this thing of like. Yes, I'm going to say it's true until it becomes true, but then eventually it just wasn't true. It was just never going to happen. It was just
2: not physically – yeah. It's like – and then the advantage – it's like – I'm really excited that the only per- people
0: that got really screwed over at the fire Festival were the influencers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: so they got, and so from like a systemic risk perspective, this is also, I think, pretty reckless
0: to allow – It would just turn our entire country's investing population into fire Fest – yeah, yeah, like that, that, that's funny because those people, <laughs> those
2: those fucking loser influencers, they were the only ones who were like, Yeah, I have the next three days off and I have, you know, thousands of dollars. I mean, like, so I'm going to invest in this. And lo and behold, you just ended up screwing up a fucking Bermudan class worker who uh
1: who lives in a very precarious state of existence
2: at all times and then luckily does have a very generous GoFundMe. give her fifty thousand dollars in her lost absolutely. expenses absolutely uh, which did which was very uh man that was a whole that was a whole trip when that happened too like was, yeah everybody everybody watched the fire festival documentary and they were like Damn, these fucking rich fuckos really from from New Hampshire really screwed up this lady's life. <laughs> <laughs> Who all she wanted to do was make a million sandwiches, <laughs> <And> she could, <laughs> and she couldn't even get, do that, you know, because they just they were like like wa- uh, not wasps, literally wasps, mm,
1: uh, but locusts.
2: All, locusts. They just came in and just yeah ruined everything.
1: Ooh, locusts. I like yeah, that. yeah. I,
2: I I was just I just think about for the public. For-
1: how how. how- Jewish. I know. Yeah. <laughs> for,
2: for for common people, it, it feels like the the benefit is so weird and minimal. Where it, like it's like what I was saying. It's like you, if you had like a, a spinner essentially, and it had eight sections on it, and it's like okay, six of these sections are you getting. Horribly gored by a rhino. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of these is you get to shoot the rhino with a gun. And then one of them is you get to shoot the rhino with a grenade launcher. <laughs> and that's what we, the very rich, love to do, by yeah. the way. And it's just like, wait a minute, we're still either getting killed or just obliterating an animal. Like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. The first yeah. Place? I think that's
1: a good point of like bringing up like, what is the purpose of investing in capital markets like, like I don't like this game yeah it's like it's <laughs> like it, like if we should be investing and this is something that I think that we will touch upon next week which is like investing in something that is good and socially productive and that's like what people want is to like think that their investments, are going to a good place, not going to like a rhino killing app that automates your job, <laughs> yes. you know. And
0: very few investments are going to the cure for cancer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think,
2: I think, you know, without getting too much into the election, I think that's why there is such amazing mobilization behind Bernie Sanders' campaign. You know, I mean, it's like. It's like by all standards and practices, people would be like, "Why do you guys like like this old Jewish man who mostly yells uh, at you?" Uh, or that that is the appearance, and it's just like, "Nah, man, that's not it at all." It's literally that this person is actually speaking to my material needs. So it's just like the fact that people like that and people like him are getting money is like, yeah, people want to invest in something, you know? Yep,
1: yep, yep,
2: one invest in good. They want to invest in in this. uh, I want him to be president purely, purely so I can see the Secret Service go into a CVS so they can return a banana. All right? (laughs) (laughs) I want this.
0: (laughs) Uh, He'd also like some cough drops while we're in here. Yeah, yeah. Just hold on
2: a second. He keeps getting spotted in Vermont. Even though Bernie Sanders is like a fucking viable presidential campaign and seems to be touring relentlessly Every once in a while, I'll see a comic who's like, yeah, I'm from Vermont, and I, I saw Bernie Sanders. <laughs> How do you
1: keep making your way back to Vermont? Yeah. Love it. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I have to say about this. Do you guys have any, any, any last things on this uh, weird little subject matter? Don't, don't kill the rhino. It's not a fun game. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not a fun game.
1: Uh all right, well this is this is Pon- Ponzi Scream. Yeah. Uh yo soy David Bradley Eisenberg.
2: Oh my, that's the most <laughs> <yeah, laughs> Just the most w- w- the whitest. <laughs> what are you? Yo Michael, Soy. Uh, what a Michael Bloomberg over here like. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Um oh, me I'm next. Uh um, yo soy Danny Danny Feltz. Uh, you can follow me at D-A-N-N-Y-F-E-L-T-S. Yo, it's your T-O, Gabe Pacheco. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can find me at uh, gabepacheco.com. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.
1: everybody. We yeah. love you. Bye-bye. Get out.